Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to your favorite live video podcast talking high school football in the state of Michigan. This is Michigan Extra Point Live. My name is Lauren Plant. This is the irrepressible, the untouchable, irreplaceable, the unassailable <laughs> Scott Bernstein. He is a member of the State Champ Scout team. So was my man, Matt Mowry. He will be joining us on the phone later in the show. Matt, along with the tremendous Chuck Pellerito, they were filming the second volume of this year's 2019 rivalry series, uh, Stevensville Lakeshore versus St. Joseph, the war on the shore. Matt will give us the 411 shortly on that. Our producer tonight is the exceptional. Kia Tyus. Now, before we begin, we want to send some love to the great companies and people who sponsor this fine program. We are presented by Lawrence Technological University. Now, if you were here last Saturday afternoon, well, then you know. You not only had the opportunity to sulk in the dulcet tones of yours truly on the public address amplifier, but you also saw... Yeah. Move out of the way, Mason, at the pal or not the palace, at yes. LCA. Yes. LP is coming to take your job. That's right. But you also uh, had an opportunity to witness the Blue Devils uh, completely take down... Uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, four, uh, 34 14. Well, yeah, 34 14 was the final. Uh, LTU's on the road tomorrow in the land of Lincoln as they take on Olivet Nazarene in an NAIA Mid State Football Conference college football game. Trust me when I tell you the next Gus Johnson on the mic for every game for LTU. He's that, great. That's right. It's not that he has all the catchphrases, all that, but he brings an unbridled enthusiasm and a passionate pursuit. And such a silky smooth voice. I was going to say, he's got great. Pipes. Uh, he is Jason Ross Jr. And you can watch the live stream of the game tomorrow, beginning around 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to ltuathletics.com. Now, I also want to deeply thank Hungry Howie's, of course, famous for flavor. Get your flavored crust. I'm really digging the Asiago crust right now. I'm digging I'm all that. All about Asiago cheese. Yes, geez. absolutely. Vote right now in the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football and Anvil Award competitions at our website, statechampsnetwork.com. I'd also like to thank the Michigan High School Athletic Association. They have been big supporters of state champs the last few years. We really appreciate them. You should too. Go get your scores and a lot of other great content at MHSAA.com. And I want to say this. I was at Subway before I came in here, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to my man. who uh, His name is Jared Miles, and uh, he um, played at Woodhaven. Gradu- he played, graduated in 2010, actually went out to California, played a little uh, junior college football at Victor Valley, came back to Siena Heights. Uh, he's all about state champs. I took a selfie with him. He was just How like— How could you not be? If you, yeah. if you grew up playing football or basketball or any sport in this area, the love that we give you from state champs is you know it's unmatched. That's you, right. You don't get this kind of attention, this kind of comprehensive coverage, really, from— from anyone. That's right. And he played, uh, you know, his brother played at Woodhaven and uh, he, you know, he was his senior season 2009. So I think that was the CW 50 days or the My TV 20 days. I kind of get those eras confused. But uh, State Champ's been around a long time. So uh, it's always great to see the fans and see people who uh, just remember us. And, uh, and I always say, hey, we're still here, we're still doing our thing. All right. Back it, to the fabulous Freddy days. That's right. RIP. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. It's week four. So I'm going to give you the scores from teams ranked in the state champs top 25. And again, we appreciate all your comments. Uh, we're on Facebook Live. I think we got ourselves on Twitter. We're on YouTube Live. You're checking all that out. Uh, we love your comments. We're going to have our comment of the week at the end of the show. Uh, I'm not monitoring them right now, uh, but we do have my man Dave Bodine in the other room, and he is holding it down. So 
Uh, let's get to some scores. And uh, I did not see right off the bat uh, Muskegon versus Grand Rapids, Kennewa Hills. I did not get that score. Uh, it was not up yet. Uh, Scott can look it up for us while I'm reading these. Um, I, I would be shocked if uh, number one Muskegon went down. But, hey, it's been that kind of year. Let's go. Uh, number two, Belleville, was taken on Westland. John Glenn, they won handily, 44 to nothing. Chip Valley, taking on New Baltimore, Anchor Bay. They won 49 to 13. Our fourth-ranked team, Muskegon, Mona Shores. They took on our number eight squad, Rockford, and it was the Rams who prevailed in that one, 34 to 21. The game that Scott and I were at, it was number five, Birmingham Groves, against our number seven team, Oak Park. And it was Oak Park. It was the Knights. We're going to talk about it. 26 to 14, the final in that one. West Bloomfield blanks Clarkston 24 to nothing tonight. Defense is primed. Yes. They got to get that offense in gear, though, a little bit more. No doubt. Number 10, Lake Orion. They are on a roll. They're 4 0. It was the battle for the double O trophy. They look great. Versus Oxford. They win that one 35 to nothing tonight. The Manzo brothers. Isaac Kinney, Blaze Lauer, yeah. uh, Andy, Va- or, sorry, Drew Van Heck at the wide receiver spot, Mitch Howell. They just got a lot of no, you know, there's no recruiting stars on that roster, yeah. but they're just tough nosed gritty kids that are all kind of come together, gelled together for a common purpose, and they're looking like they could be a real dark horse in the OA Red Race. I can't wait to see him. I really can't. Uh, it was number eleven Mount Pleasant all over Bay City Central, fifty-two to sixteen. Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Walt Lake Winter Western got together tonight. We have Orchard Lake St. Mary's, our number 12 team. This is our main event on state champs, and it was the Eaglets pulling it out at the end, 38 to 35. There's going to be some great highlights for that one. Unfortunately, uh, a Mr. Football candidate, Zach Trainer. Uh, left the game at halftime, was uh, in street clothes right. for the second half, took a stinger to the left shoulder, and we're going to wish him the best in, in getting back on the field. But the fact that playing without their all, you know, potential all-state gunslinger that had thrown for over 1,000 yards in the first three weeks, they brought in a backup quarterback. I'm not sure what his name is, but he did a really good job in the second half. And, in fact, I think Western took a lead in they the did. fourth quarter did. with the backup. Yes, absolutely. Interesting, interesting. Number 13, South Lion beats Waterford Kettering 43-30. to Our number 14 team, Livonia Franklin, in the Battle of Livonia versus Stevenson, 47-25. to the, They are winners. Brighton and Plymouth got together. This is a 15 versus a 24 match it matchup, and it was the Wildcats. It was Plymouth beating Brighton tonight, handing Brighton their first, first loss, 14-7. to Didn't see that coming No, after, no. What, uh, after what happened last week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Plymouth, they're gritty. There You talk about gritty teams just playing. I saw them last I week. I think any game. team that comes from that, that trifecta program uh, all on the same campus. Yeah. They're just they're, they're kids that are intelligent kids that love football, that, that, that play tough as nails, and they're always going to be competitive. Yeah, young coach Jamie Dixon over there doing a really nice job. Uh, it was our number 16 team, Dearborn Fortson, beating Livonia Churchill tonight, 42-28. to Granville beats Grand Haven, 27-7. to Midland over Saginaw Heritage, 31-13. Davison Blows out Flint Powers Catholic forty eight to nothing. Uh, we have kind of a Mister Football watch. Sullivan. Yes, exactly. The sensational, the scintillating. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the supersonic. Uh, I, I, Brendan I, Sullivan. Apparently so. He looks. He broke out last year as a sophomore as a wide receiver catching passes yeah. from Cannon Hall. I didn't even realize he was actually a quarterback yeah. until this offseason. And people were like, "You got to see this kid under center," and he is just. 
uh, you know, uh, he's like a firecracker, a uh, firecracker of a field general. Yeah, we will have the highlights of that game on state champs. Don't miss it. All right, also tonight, Romeo and Utica Eisenhower got together. We had Romeo ranked 20th going in. It was Eisenhower beating Romeo 17-7. to Good win for Ike. Yep. All right, number 22, Zeeland West, gets by Lowell fairly handily, 40-26, to the final in that one. Uh, Portage Northern, 3-0, and taking on East Lansing. This game went to overtime, and it was East Lansing beating Portage Northern tonight, 35-28. to They got one of the hottest recruits in the state right now, Andrell Anthony, yes. uh, junior wide receiver, starting to get a lot of love from the Power Five conferences. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep tracking that progress, yep. but he Mr. is Mr. Football Candidate. Right. He's a, he's a heck of a, uh, kind of a diamond in the rough. You don't really hear a lot about him, but he's a guy that you got to come see. He's, he's, it's must-see TV with him. There you go. Number 25, Chelsea beats Ypsilanti Lincoln 28-18. to We had some other key games tonight in week four of the Michigan High School football series, if they, whatever you call it, our rivalry series. Again, Lakeshore and St. Joseph. I won't get the score right now. We'll talk about that with Mount Maury uh, in just a few minutes. Traverse City Central and Traverse City West got together. Boy, Central rolling in this one, 32 to nothing. the final. Cast Tech and King getting together. Uh, we're going to talk about wow. this game later. So Didn't let's, expect to see yeah, that. Yeah, let's save the comments. Um, King wins 47 7. We're going to talk about this later uh, in storylines. Uh, Everett and Beale City got together. Two 3 0 teams. Beale City wins 35 7. Frankenmuth and Freeland got together. Two 3 0 teams. Frankenmuth wins 21 7. Uh, Grand Rapids Christian and Grand Rapids West Catholic got together. Uh, GR Christian wins 56 10. Ishpeming Westwood and Ishpeming got together. Ishpeming was 3 0 coming into this one, but it's Westwood that wins 38 to nothing. Kingsley beats Traverse City St. Francis 26-7. They are now 4-0. Riverview and Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central. Riverview was undefeated. They get beat. St. Mary Catholic Central wins 33-16. New Lothrop over Montrose. Two 3-0 teams, 42-21. New Lothrop is 4-0. DeWitt and Holt getting together. DeWitt wins big, 42-7. Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern. 2-1 Forest Hills Central. They're now 3-1. They win 34-7. Dexter and Jackson. Jackson 3-0 uh, on the season coming into this one, but it's all dreadnoughts. 57-21. Clarkston Everest Collegiate uh, undefeated. They've only had two games, though, going into this one. Taking on a 3-0 Bishop Foley team. Yeah, two of the best small school quarterbacks in Metro Detroit. Giovanni Master Mateo uh, under center at Clarkston Everest and Brendan Musa under uh, center for, for Bishop Foley. Yeah, and it's Everest winning 24-13. to 13. Uh, Woodhaven and Roosevelt got together, or you could say Wyandotte, down, down river today, and it was uh, two 3 no teams, but it was Woodhaven winning 31-14. to 14. Oh, So Josh Waters got the best of Jalen Pitchford in yes, that quarterback battle. Absolutely. And so that is uh, just some of the action that took place uh, this week in uh, high school football. And uh, since we were both at the game on uh, at Oak Park tonight, let's just kind of just I, I get think, your quick thoughts on on that big win by the Knights. You know, since Greg Carter got here eight years ago to Oak Park and started to turn that program around and make them, you know, take them to a level of relevance they had really never been at, um, they they took that first step 
They haven't taken that second step yet, and I'm envisioning this year as being the year they take that second step. They, they have a chance to get past regionals, a chance to go to the Final Four, a chance to go to Ford Field. I mean, they certainly have the talent. They've always had the talent. A lot of blue trippers on that roster. Yeah, always. This year, they, they just seem more dialed in. Uh, the balance is more there uh, on both sides of the ball. They're playing much more as a unit. It seems like with this group, you know, the recruiting stars aren't as important as getting the dubs on the field. And then... You know, for the second year in a row, Oak Park has had a a real diamond in the rough, a real diamond in the rough, yeah. uh, pop out out of the backfield out of nowhere. Last right. year it was Phil Stewart, right. who wasn't expected to be the starter, took the starting job and ran with it. In my opinion, he was the MVP of that OA White last year, uh, with uh, Oak Park getting the getting the getting the OA White title. They're trying to defend it this year. And then again, out of nowhere, a kid who didn't play varsity even as a junior, this was his first year on varsity as a senior, uh, goes into camp as the number three back, ends up winning the job. His name is Devontae Twyman. He's a track star. Just He's got moves. He is smooth as silk, uh, running in between the tackles, going across, uh, going around the edge. He's got a kind of an extra gear of boost going up the sidelines. He's ran for over 100 yards the last three weeks in a row. Uh, he didn't play week one in all three starts, his first three varsity. He starts, he's gone for over 100 yards. Today he went for 193. Last week he went for 160 against Clarkston. He is a name to really be aware of. Um, Frank Black looks great at quarterback, replacing Dwan Mathis, who's over at Georgia right now. Malik Carr, the blue chip wide receiver, he had a 36-yard touchdown uh, reception today. And on defense, just he was a hobbled. Yeah, uh, and he, he, was, he, like he had he a went high. An- he, he went and made that play when they needed. Had it. a high ankle sprain um, last week uh, against uh, Clarkston. Took a visit to Purdue. I know last weekend, um, but you know, didn't play every possession, not every snap, but definitely made his presence felt when he needed to. Caught a big thirty-six yard touchdown in the second half, uh, and then Justin Rogers, you know, the number one player in the state. Uh, he, he's a number one offensive guard in the country going to Kentucky. But the last two years, he is a sideline-to-sideline side terror on defense out yeah. of nowhere. An agile, mobile, versatile, six foot four, 300-pound menace uh, who looked great on defense. Groves is a really good team. This is a team that I had as number one in Oakland County. Uh, they've made it to the Final Four in Division Two two of the last three years. They have a veteran quarterback in Marcus Alexander. And really until the fourth quarter, they didn't – they couldn't do anything. The fourth hmm. quarter, uh, Alexander threw for about, I think, 150, 160 yards in the fourth quarter. But entering that fourth quarter, he only had about 50 yards passing. The running game really wasn't doing much other than a 37-yard touchdown run that was ripped off by Ralph Donaldson, another really nice playmaker on Grove's roster. But Oak Park had their number and uh, really imposed their will. And I just the balance on this team really impresses me. Uh, the leadership on this team really impresses me. And I expect this to be the year that Oak Park takes it up another notch. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, there were two plays that uh, Groves were trying to hit uh, Colby. Colby, uh, Colby Taylor. Colby, and just missed him over the top uh, he's a good in the sli- first he's a sli- quarter. He's a slot back yeah. uh, kid that can can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield, can run it up yeah. in between the tackles, and compliments Ralph Donaldson really uh, really nicely. And, yeah, and, they, uh, and they, they had a nice fake run. He he spread out wide open. He had a 60-something yard touchdown today. Um, but a name to keep an eye out for uh, on the Oak Park roster. Didn't have a huge game today, but I think this is this is the, 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 the next era blue chipper. He's only a sophomore. He's kind of a slot wide receiver. Reminds me a little of K.J. Hamler, the Orchard Lake receiver that went off to IMG and was at Penn State. Uh, the guy I'm talking about is Davon Young. Uh, 
5-10, buck 75, jitterbug. Looked great against Clarkson last week, caught two touchdowns. He had one big catch today uh, for about 40, 30, 40 yards, but was kept in check mostly today. But this is a guy that I expect to be a power, power five uh, recruit. And you, you add him, you got Malik Carr to throw the ball, you got Michael Bowens, who's a great number three receiver, and then you got this three-headed monster in the backfield for Oak Park, in addition to Devontae Twyman, who's looked as we said, it's just terrific these last three weeks. They got Travis Boston, who's a junior, one of the best power backs in the OAA, or in the OAA. and they got Davion Prim, who was expected to be the number one running back uh, this year at Oak Park, and Twyman's kind of unseated him, but he's a great number two option. All right, so uh, and also you got Devin Gardner, the former. Yeah, Gar- Devin Gardner's uh, out there. He's, he he kind of comes in. Uh, he wasn't there to start the game. I think he was scouting. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes in. He puts the headphones on, and he's uh, in yeah. the quarterback's ear. And if you're Frank Black, uh, this is his first year starting for Oak Park. He was a quarterback on JV two years ago, but last year he was the starting free safety for Oak Park. This is his first year starting on varsity. It's good to have a. Uh, uh, a former Division One quarterback, a former, you know, for a second was being considered in the Heisman Trophy race, uh, uh, Devin Gardner, uh, you know, kind of being tutelage, coming underneath his tutelage. Yeah, Devin is is training a lot of young athletes uh, these days. I'm going to get him onto the scout show. Uh, he, I talked to him after the game, and we're going to get him very soon. We're going to talk to him. Of course, Devin Gardner played for Greg Carter when he was at Inkster. Took him to uh, the Ford Field twice. And if he had not hurt his, his ankle or his leg, whatever it was, I really believe they won a state championship that year. They had the most unbelievable win in Ohio to get into the playoffs. Uh, it was it was outstanding. So uh, he was I just, believe he was in the backcourt on an Inkster team that either got for for basketball. Yes, for basketball. Either got to the final four yes. or to the quarterfinals. Yes, a yes, deep run. Yes, they did. You're right. Exactly with Durant, with Durant Shepard. Yes, as the coach. exactly, exactly. We have highlights of Devin yeah. Garner as a basketball player. That, and a de- that, de- that DePore's influence that was at okay. Inkster. All right, we're going to take our first time out. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute, but right now it's time for you to be the referee. Welcome to Be the Referee with veteran MHSAA official Sam Davis. Let's check out your knowledge of high school football rules with You Make the Call. The quarterback drops back to pass and his intended receiver gets a step on the cornerback. As the ball approaches the receiver, the defensive player sticks his hands and arms out in front of the receiver's face without contact. The receiver loses sight of the ball and the pass falls to the ground. What's the call? A National High School playing rule instituted last year removed the penalty of face guarding without contact. The change brought high school football rules in line with collegiate and professional rules. The pass is incomplete and there's no flag for defensive pass interference. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to MHSAA.com to register. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for listening. I'm John Johnson. You do know you want a contest to spend a whole day with me, right? Mm-hmm. And you just want to sit here and eat this delicious pizza? We could do other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little help? Mm. the best day ever! Some people will do anything for flavor. Now get a meal deal to fit any budget at the home of Flavored Trust. Hungry? Howie! I chose Florence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. 
And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report brought to you by My Student Aid. The Ohio State Buckeyes have made it a point to come up to Michigan and do some recruiting up here in this state. Mikey Weber is a recent example of a successful Michigan high school athlete who went down to Columbus. They're looking to make lightning strike again with a big tackle in the 21 class as the Buckeyes have now offered Detroit Country Day offensive tackle Caleb Tiernan, a 6'8", 270-pound left tackle prospect. Central Michigan had a home game against Akron last Saturday and had several recruits from the state of Michigan down and offered scholarships to a couple of those prospects. One of them was Brendan Sullivan, a junior quarterback from Davison, who's in the midst of an outstanding start to his season for the Cardinals. Six foot three, hundred eighty pounds. Sullivan has the athleticism and size to pick up more offers, but the Chippewas were the first one on the board. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. The Recruit Report is brought to you by My Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Go to michigan.gov slash mistudentaid for more information. Hey guys, welcome back to Michigan Extra Point Live. My name is Lauren Plant, joined by Scott Bernstein, and now joined on the phone, on the road somewhere. It sounds like he's on the shores of Lake Michigan at this moment. Uh, but Matt Mowry, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing? We're trying to get a level on you here or there. Um, Not bad. Okay. All right, do you have the radio on there, my friend? Yes. Okay, you should. Yeah, hold on a second. You yep. should turn that off. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So we are waiting for Matt Mowry to come back on the line. I, I'm wondering if I'm you're still here. Oh, you. Oh. Well, there you go. How you yeah. doing? How you doing, my friend? I am still here. <laughs> all right. You are. On, How's the game? You are on your way home. So I can tell the people that uh, uh, the home team was. Uh, prevailed in the war on the shore tonight as St. Joseph won 22-14 over Stevensville Lakeshore. Uh, tell us about uh, your experience today. Well, it, we knew this was going to be another one of those rivalry games. Figured it might be a little closer than the one we had last week, which ended up being a little bit of a blowout up in Manistee. Um, and, and it was it was everything we expected it would be. Uh, St. Joe jumped out early. Troy Prattley scored on uh, St. Joe's second play from scrimmage on a 77-yard run. But he wouldn't make it out of the first half as he got uh, injured in his, on his uh, non-throwing shoulder. Um uh, on, a, on a strip sack and so they had to the backup quarterback uh, Andy Blomgren had to come in and play the majority of the rest of the game and it was it was kind of a, a game of next man up for St. Joe all night long um, they uh, they had to bring in several guys kept cramping up uh, Jeremiah their uh, Jeremiah Sterling their starting running back kept cramping up so Griffin Shinrock and uh, and um Connor Levan, Levanway kept having to come in for him, you know, and, and spell him. So uh, I guess the, the quote of the day was was from uh, injured 
St. Joe quarterback Troy Pratley, who said, "Apparently, we don't drink enough water, but we'll change that." <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, they they get out on that 77-yard run by by Pratley in the first quarter. They have another touchdown called back because of a face mask, um, but they ended up getting a 34-yard field goal to go up 10 nothing. Those would be the only offensive points they would get. They would return the second half kickoff. Uh, Griffin Shinrock returned the second half kickoff 90 yards for a score, nice. and then Levanway Levan uh, had a 56-yard pickoff uh pick six is first of his career uh to make it 22-7 but Lakeshore just never really went away Jimmy Gillette the quarterback over there who last year was uh at at St. Joe this is the uh the son of former Michigan kicker Mike Gillette if you remember he was a a St. Joe grad he had a a pretty Um, famous game winner against Iowa in the 1980s exactly yeah that's who we're talking about this is Jimmy and we kind of figured he might have a chance to make a kick but uh it really the game was never over Uh, Lakeshore takes advantage of a fumbled snap with just under six minutes left and Zeke Roll pounds it in from two yards out to make it a one score game again but it was never really over until Shinrock had the uh uh, game ceiling interception with 40 seconds left and it, it was a huge monkey off the back for St. Joe which hadn't beat Lakeshore in uh, eight tries it had been since 2013 in the regular season these are teams that every once in a while will hook up in the postseason I think they'd lost a couple of postseason games and they'd lost every regular season game to Lakeshore so this uh, this being the first year for Andrew Prattley and, and Troy Prattley at, at St. Joe's a heck of a way to start out in the rivalry. They finally get that anchor trophy back at St. Joe High School, and uh, it, it had been a, a rivalry that had been a little lopsided in recent years. And then it was there was a long stretch in there too when when Danny Dock was still the uh, Lakeshore coach, where they won I believe 17 straight at one point. So it had been St. Joe had really dominated the the rivalry in the early years, and then Lakeshore kind of came roaring back in more recent years and uh, ended up taking over the series but really good for this is the first 4-0 start for uh, St. Joe since 2013 and it's 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 got to be a real good feeling for them right now <clears throat> absolutely and wasn't last week kind of an upset too with Ludington winning yeah, Ludington hadn't won in, in a while. It was it was an upset from that aspect okay. yes, that they had they hadn't won in a while and <laughs> and uh Manistee was coming off a better you know, regular season, they went undefeated last year and they, you know, it was, but it was, it was not nearly as much of a nail biter as tonight's game right. was because right. that game was early in the second half was, was effectively over. Okay. All right. So we're going to keep Matt on for the rest of the show. He's going to stay with us because we're going to get into storylines. So uh, we're going to keep Matt here. Uh, we're going to take another quick timeout, but let me read you this first. Uh, you need to go check out the MHSAA health and safety page. All right. Some great information there. And did you hear the news that studies of high school football players from 50 to 60 years ago did not, and I repeat, not show an increased risk of neurological disorders compared to their non playing classmates and the game now is a lot safer than it was then so high school sports including football have never been safer sports participation is a good part of a young person's overall education learn more at the health and safety page of the mhsaa website this is a message from the michigan high school athletic association promoting the value and values of educational athletics we'll be right back you do know you want a contest to spend the whole day with me right mm-hmm and you just want to see her eat this delicious pizza? We could do other things. Mm. 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 A little help. 
Some people will do anything for flavor. Now get a meal deal to fit any budget at the home of Flavored Trust. Hungry? Howie! I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to Michigan Extra Point Live. We are on the stretch run here, and uh, we're a little behind schedule. You know, we try to try to want to keep this thing right about half hour. We're always running a little bit longer than that. Uh, and um, But, you know, again, we get into conversations, and uh, this is how it goes. So uh, we're going to get into our segment we call Storylines here, and uh, we've got a few of them. So the big one and the big takeaway, and Matt Mowry is still on the line with us. Matt, you're still there, right? I am still here. All right, you're still there. Uh, okay, the loser of the Cast King game is now one in three, uh, which is an, I haven't it, seen Cast look like this in probably fifteen twenty years. Right. So Cast loses today in uh, big fashion. Uh, they fall to King. What was the score? 41, Forty-seven to seven. seven. And it was interesting because I was looking at a couple of notes last time they got together. Twenty eighteen PSL title. Cass wins forty-two to eight. Uh, but that was the Jalen Graham and Lou Nickel show. Graham is now a safety at Purdue. He had four tackles versus Nevada in Week One. Props. Yep. Uh, Lou Nichols running the rock earned for start, Central Michigan. A starting job. Yeah. Jalen earned a starting job. Yeah. And uh, Lou Nichols running the rock for Central Michigan, averaging about six carries a game as he gets his footing in college football. Uh, to start the season, Cass loses to Chicago Wendell Phillips 28-9. Wasn't even that close. However, Phillips were undefeated coming into tonight. They were Illinois State champs in 2017. Lost last year in the second round of the playoffs to the eventual state champion. So that's a good team. Cass also lost to an Ohio St. Edward team, 41-20. But this was a team ranked 10th nationally a year ago that also won the state title. So two really tough teams to begin the year. They beat Detroit Western you know, twenty four to six a week ago. But that but wait, what just look at that score right there. Twenty four I mean, to six. Twenty four to seven? Yeah. Or twenty four to six? Yeah. Does that sound like a, a, a cast team from two years ago would they have beaten uh right. Western twenty four to six? No, they would have beaten them sixty five to six. Right. Right. So King also loses their state champion, Mr. Football quarterback to graduation. Who does what who, what, what college bound players does Detroit Western have? I don't think any. They don't have any. How many does Cast Tech have? Maybe their basketball team. Cast Tech have, even with the one in three record right now, Cast Tech still has a dozen guys on their roster that are going to play Division One college football. Right. So the fact that they only beat Western 24-6, that's a telltale. Yeah. I do want to shout out uh, Daquan Finn. He's at Toledo. Saw a little time last week. Probably like a Wildcat situation. He ran for 19 yards on two carries versus Murray State. Uh, obviously, King ooh, King with a freshman at the helm now. Uh, so King loses by two to Detroit Catholic Central. Lost to Muskegon by a lot in week two. Blanked Osborne forty-eight nothing. So this week was a big game for both teams, and it's and it's King that really shows um, they are the class. Cass the just does not have the offensive playmakers right now. Um, to Young do the, team to do the damage they need 
on offense to, 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 to drive this squad. Yeah, and King really needed this. Yeah. But they, I mean, but you still have, like I said, we still have the college-bound players on this roster. Yeah. They got a big line. Uh, they don't have any great running backs. Their quarterback has been a little, you know, he's a, he's a senior that's in his first year starting, Sebastian Brown. Yeah. Um, there's a learning curve there. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the King brothers weren't playing today. Right. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of guys that have potential and guys that you look at and you, you can see that, you know, if, the, if, the, if you polish it up a little bit, um, this is a team that could be a contender. But right now, uh, you know, there, there, there's some soul searching that needs to be done. How about Matt Maurer, your quick thoughts? Well, Scott and I have talked about how much, as Scott said, how much talent that Cast Tech team does still have, especially on the lines. And you'd think that if they can, if they can cobble something together playmaker-wise to go behind that huge, enormous offensive line, I mean, that's a great place to start if you have a line like that. But, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling that the loser of this game, whoever it was, was going to be 1-3. and three. And it's, they'll, they'll be able to pick up some steam throughout the PSL season, but that's still a long way away from where these two teams were ranked, I believe, top five at the same time late in the season last year. And last us. year they didn't just have Lou Nichols in the backfield. They also had Jared Mangum. Jared Mangum. So you had yeah, like exactly. a, a, you know, a, a, a thunder and lightning uh, PSL package there that could have gone toe-to-toe with you know, any backfield in the state. Yeah. So you lose that. You lose your starting quarterback that's now playing in the Big Ten in the secondary. It's a lot to replace. But we've learned at least over the last 10 years since Cast Tech made that jump from a good team of the PSL to – uh, you know, a, a nationally ranked program on a regular basis. Um, we just haven't seen this type of football from Cast Tech in that time period. So it's it's a little bit head scratching. Yes, uh, we had a note here that Clarkston West Bloomfield essentially an elimination game in the OAA Red, and I think we just eliminated Clarkston. Clarkston's uh, uh, sitting at one and three right now. They got uh, shut out tonight. Was it twenty nothing, twenty four nothing? Yeah. This, yes. Yes. Twenty four exactly. nothing. Um, it seems like you know we didn't want to harp too much on this, and I, I don't want to get too much into the gossip, into the uh, rumor mills and whatnot. But what we know as a fact is that uh, Kr and his defensive coordinator parted ways in the weeks before the season, and they had to put a new coordinator in there, uh, and it just seems that that in addition to some other things, uh, has been, you know, something putting them behind the eight ball a little bit. Last week they gave up 64 points. It was a little bit deceiving. That was a one-point game um, in the fourth quarter, which they had the lead with about five minutes to go on Oak Park. Gave up uh, three touchdowns late and ended up giving up 64 points. I I don't know the last time Clarkson gave up that many points. So I think defensively they all got to get on the same page. They have a really nice quarterback in Mike DePillo, one of the best sophomore signal callers in the state, in my opinion a guy that has a lot of potential. Uh, Matt Miller, great wide receiver. But uh, outside of that, they don't have a ton of offensive playmakers. They got the two blue chippers on the line, Dellinger and, and Spindler. But, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for answers right now, too. Yeah, they'll have Rochester Adams and Lake Orient in week seven and eight, and then a crossover, which will be tough. And so, I don't know how many people know about the defensive coordinator situation because it yeah. hasn't really been publicized that much. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they lost their DC, you know, less than a month from the season. I think I think it was like two weeks or three weeks before the season started. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- there, there's a transition and some growing pains in that tra- yeah. transition, obviously. Yeah. And a good win for West Bloomfield, right, Matt? 
Yeah, I mean, it, we, we kind of figured that West Bloom, obviously we had them ranked number one to start the season. That's a very good defensive team. I think the offense is still a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, obviously they've they've had some struggles. They've got playmakers. They just have to figure out how to best utilize them. And we, we knew they had some rebuilding to do along the line. But that defense is so solid. I mean, we, we talked about it when they played Oak Park. Those are two really, really good championship caliber defenses. And I think we're continuing to see that as those two teams progress along the season. And and like you said, Scott, Clarkston, I think, I think a lot of people expected this kind of, you know, step backwards from Clarkston be one maybe two years ago but the fact that they just kept churning it out and kept churning it out that was the amazing part so it got to the point where it was almost like well I guess they're going to keep doing this and I I think this is rightfully the time where we kind of see them take that little step back and as you said they've got some younger kids that they're going to be able to build around and and Clarkston is still going to be Clarkston, but it's going to be, as you said, Lauren, that's that's a tough road to hoe with the next couple of weeks even for him right. with Adams and a, and a resurgent Lake Orion team that looks like it's got all the confidence in the world right now. No doubt. I, mean, I, I would not be shocked at all if at the end of the year we're crowning Lake Orion champions of the OAA Red. And oh, I would have never yeah. said that three weeks ago. Yeah, that is true. I think we've got uh, the makings of a really wide open Catholic League Central division wide this open. year. Yes. Uh, Orchard Lake obviously gets a big win today uh, in beating Wald Lake Western. 35. Yeah, absolutely. Catholic Central gets back on the uh, the winning front, and uh, they went ahead and uh, beat uh, Jesuit 31 to 15. UD Jesuit. Uh, we got a big game tomorrow night right here at Lawrence Tech. Exactly. I will be there. Brother Rice and De La Salle. Uh, that under the are, lights. That, yes, under the lights. It's going to be a big battle. Uh, Brother Rice, you know, and Orchard, Orchard Lake right now, still the, undefe- the only undefeated teams. Obviously, they, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow with Rice, Orchard Lake now at 4 and, and Rice was picked last in the Catholic League. Yes, in, they were. In the, at Media Day in the preseason coaches poll. Everyone just completely disregarded them, yep. pushed them to the side. They were an, an, an they were an afterthoughts afterthought. And 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 Coach K and the crew are saying not so fast, guys. And I guess as we do a little preview here of tomorrow night's game, uh, does Brother Rice have it enough defensively to hold off De La Salle? I mean, I would say based on what I saw the first three weeks, they do. Um, yeah, I mean, they've only given up 10 points right, this season. Yeah, yeah. But so. uh, De La Salle at 122 coming into this game. So what are your thoughts, Matt, on that uh, matchup tomorrow night? Well, it's, I mean, it's going to be we, – we, we talked – Scott and I had talked earlier in the season about – wondering kind of where some of the scoring was going to come from for De La Salle, just because they're replacing so many moving parts on offense. And we know how good their defense has been over the last couple of years. I think this is really Rice's chance to make a statement about them being back. I mean, if, if, if you want to call it back, because I, as you said, I think we're going to go through the season and we're going to continue every week to say, oh, this is a huge game in the Catholic League Central. Oh, this is a huge game because they're just going to knock each other off left and right. I don't think there's going to be an unbeaten champion in in the Central the way there has no. been, you know, some some of the recent years. I, don't, I, I know last I agree. year there wasn't even. So it's, it's going to be one of those where I, I think, you know, Rice could very well win this week and then lose the next week. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of back and forth, and, and it's probably going to be a one- or two-loss team that, that uh, takes the title. All right, a couple more quick here on storylines. Did we just decide the OAA white, OAA white title tonight? I, I would say yes. I don't see anyone yes. beating Oak Park in, in the league schedule right now. Uh, it was it was a it was a week four battle for the league. 
Oprah. And we haven't said this very often. Yeah. Is really say the white well, be, all, well, pretty well, much figured well, out. Well, because right this now. is the first year that it's not a three team race. Harrison right. is no longer. That's right. So now North that Farmington right. and Farmington are both. Uh, you know, took the Harrison program and kind of split it, and now they're in the OA blue. But in the white, for the last handful of years, <laughs> it right. was like who's going to win it? Groves, Oak Park, Harrison. Yep. In fact, I think two years ago or three years ago, they actually finished in a three way tie. Yeah. Uh, so it was always a three-team race. Now it's down to a two-team race. The two teams played in week four. Oak Park won, and I think they're going to uh, coast to the title. The question really for Oak Park, we've seen them have good regular seasons. I, I need, I, I keep, I've said this at the beginning of the broadcast, I need to see them take that next step as a program where they're knocking on the door or busting the door down and contending and winning state championships the way that we expect Greg Carter clubs they have done in the past. Right. What he did at DePores with this. his five state titles. Yep. He did at Inkster when he got yep. to Ford Field two times. We've been waiting this, for this. This program under uh, with Carter at the helm has only I believe won like I think three districts in the eight years. They've only gotten to the regionals I think three, three times but have, have not gone past that, that point in the playoffs. Absolutely, and I would say also um, for those Harrison fans out there, North Farmington is four and zero, and they look great. They're they're steamrolling the comp with, yeah. with that entire Harrison staff. Uh, Mill the thrill, uh, Hurstein moving into the head coaching spot, Harrington going from the head coaching spot to the assistant coaching spot, um, Dave Thorne moving over there and running the defense like he'd been doing at Harrison. Billy Slobin still the strength coach, and conditioning coach. Who I've never seen the guy not wear a tank top, shorts, and and, and flip flops. No, it could be a, it could be twenty degrees out. It could yeah. be one hundred and fifty degrees out. He's wearing the same uniform, but uh, they have a, a a really good quarterback and a junior transfer from Cranbrook, uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, I, I don't want to. Bosamra. Bosamra. Good call. Bosamra. Right. That's Wait what it Bosamra. is. Bosamra. Yeah. Bosamra. Okay. Uh, who's looked really nice in in in. in Getting uh, you know the tools of the trade from Mill the Thrill Coleman. We just talked about Frank Black learning from Devin Gardner. Doesn't get any better than learning from someone like Mill the Thrill. Yeah. And Jacob's done a great job. And then uh, another uh, couple guys to look for: Eddie Lenton, uh, uh, you know, under the radar, great wide receiver. Justice Clark is a, a basketball player that's playing football for the first time. He's having a breakout season uh, at split end. And then Miles Gresham is a, a is a pretty uh, dynamic running back. All right, and just one last thing, real quick. And if I seem if I appear shiny on the video screen today, it is because I was spraying myself with off, off containing DEET tonight out there uh, because um, there is this mosquito vice virus threat out there, y'all. So I want to make sure that you guys uh, know what's up. In fact, they, they actually, uh, this actually was in the Washington Post. They actually picked up MLAB's <laughs> post. Uh, they moved the start of games, uh, a lot of games tonight from seven, especially out on the southwest side of the state. Um, to five and five thirty, uh, because in fact the the banger Casopolis game tonight I think started at four, um, just because of this threat. It's the E E E mosquito or virus that that happens, and it's uh, it's spread to horses and humans through mosquitoes that feed on infected birds. Only four to five percent of people. I'm getting deep here, y'all. Wow. Only four it's to five percent knowledge. of people infected infected with the virus get sick. But this is serious. Um, because it's deadly. So uh, if you can stay indoors around dusk when the mosquitoes come out, do. But if you get these symptoms, including chills, fever, malaise, joint pain, muscle pain, um, 
then you want to go get checked out. Although I don't know, there's not a whole lot they could do for you at that point, but still go to the doctor. But it says many people who survive are left with brain dysfunction, personality disorders, seizures, or other mental and physical issues. I know. I know. I apologize. So stay clear of standing water. Uh, Wear long sleeves if you can, even though it's probably going to be pretty hot. Um, But just you can go to be the safe. You, be, safe. be safe. You can go to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. They've got all the information on that. Um, so just be careful when you're out there. So all right, real quick, we're going to end the show here by going to a little bit of a preview of what we're going to expect next week. So I'm just going to run down the list of games that we're going to be looking forward to, and then Matt will get your final comments, and then we'll get Scott's. First off, Matt, the Rivals Rivals series, he'll be at Stockbridge and Leslie renewing their rivalry in the Lansing area. This is a, a classic rivalry. It's going to be really fun to check that out. West Bloomfield at Lake Orion next week. Macomb, Dakota at Chip Valley. De La Salle at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Grand Blank at Davison. Flint Powers at Lapeer. East Lansing at DeWitt. Saginaw, Swan Valley at Frankenmuth. Woodhaven at Allen Park, North Farmington at Avondale, Fenton at Flint Kearsley, East Kentwood at Granville, Port Huron at Gross Point South, Chelsea at Jackson, Marshall at Jackson Lumen Christie, Seaholm at Rochester Adams, Bishop Foley at Royal Oak Shrine, Delton Kellogg at Schoolcraft, and Byron Center will travel to Zeeland West. Those are just a few games to look forward to in Week 5. What are you looking forward to? I'll, I'll tell you right now, we just saw the Week 4 battle for the OA White between Groves and Oak Park. Well, next week, Week 5 will be a battle, in my opinion, for the OA Red title between Lake Orion and West Bloomfield. Whoever wins that game is winning the league championship, so I'm, I'm jacked for that, for and that how matchup. About, how about you, Matt? I uh, obviously am looking forward to the Rival Series. Uh, yes, of course in, you are. In the uh, Greater Lansing Activities Conference. Yes. Uh, it's it's going to be it's two rebuilding teams and and Leslie has a new coach and athletic director this year and Greg Biscotna who had, you know came from the college ranks co- coached at uh, Alma College and I believe Defiance before that so it, we're looking at two teams that are, are are kind of on a you know maybe not quite the high that some of the you know the Lakeshore and St Joe teams were on this week so we'll we'll get to see you know teams that are kind of a little further back on the growth curve. Okay, we're going to end tonight with our comments of the week presented by the MHSAA on Facebook. Uh, Scott Wardell mentioned that Lake Orion big blanking of Oxford tonight and uh, said mention the Dragons' unbelievable start against four strong teams. I think we did that. Uh, On YouTube, John said, just do something on Farmington for once. Farmington 53 to 14 over Ferndale they are 4 and 0. Yeah, Max Martin who was the quarterback for the first half of the year at Harrison last year, he's moving uh he's moved over to Farmington. It's got that offense uh in high gear. Uh they've got, you know, Allen Roberson is another guy that came over there. Miles Hunt is another guy that came over doing a really good job and you add it to Jordan Turner uh who's been at Farmington the last 4 years. He's going to Wisconsin, maybe the best linebacker outside of Cornell Wheeler in the OAA. Uh, you know, they got a lot of weapons. They surprised people last year by making a, a pretty deep tournament run. They won the district. Um, great job by, by Coach uh, uh, Corey. Does a great job there. And, and, and Farmington is really kind of – they took a little – Dip back for a couple years, and it looks like they're they're moving forward right now. All right, and also STP seventy seven rising said, "Nice win by Eisenhower over a seemingly flawless Romeo team." I never know what to expect each week. What's your thoughts on uh, on Ike here, uh, Matt? Well, 
we knew it was going to be kind of a toss up. I mean, obviously Chip Valley was the defending state champs, but the rest of the league was everybody was kind of trying to figure out what they had. And Romeo, as we said, was really banged up last year and was on a roll. So this is a big win for Ike just to kind of get back on the on the track as as one of the contenders in, in the Mac Red. And Blake Ristigi is an is an underrated field general. One of the, the more uh you know undervalued playmakers uh, in, in the Mac. All right, guys. So real quick, th- that is our show for tonight. I do want to tell you uh, some of the games that you'll be able to see on State Champs Michigan this weekend. Of course, it airs 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit uh, and various times throughout the week. But it'll also be on our website, statechampsnetwork.com, and our all over our social media all weekend long. Please check back beginning late tonight. We'll have highlights from the Cass Tech King game. We'll have highlights from Detroit Loyola and Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. Uh, we will also have uh, highlights from the Davison at Flint Powers game tonight. Big win by uh, Davison. And uh, we'll also have uh, the main event, which is Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Wald Lake Western. And our out-of-town packages uh, we are going to have on this week's show. We'll have Rockford, uh, the um, Muskegon Motor Shores Rockford game, Sparta versus Grand Rapids Catholic Central. We'll have highlights of that. Also, Holt versus DeWitt, Fowler versus Langsburg, and the Ishpeming versus Ishpeming Westwood game. So lots of highlights on state champs this weekend. Please check it out. Please follow. Please like. Please please subscribe. It is. I'm telling you, and I and I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, your, you know, participation in, on social media with us is what drives us, and is what can, is what is going to keep us going and keep us alive. It's keep, our lifeblood. It's right. We want to keep this ship sailing. So it's real important. And uh, so share the content, like, subscribe, comment, uh, be a part of everything we're doing here. We're almost and, halfway uh, done with I know. the football season, yep. regular season. That's right. That's right. Also, a lot of other great highlights, other sports on state champs as well. So make sure uh, you check it out. And uh, And again, Thank you for being here. Thank you to Lawrence Technological University. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, Also, thanks. Thank you to the MHSA and to Hungry Howers. We will see you guys next week.